listening to Soul Work with Song, where we journey through the needed conversations so that we can live, lead, and love better in this life. I'm your host, Song, and I'm so grateful to be with you. Today, we're going to delve into the soul. We're going to define the soul, explain why we need to detox, and what steps we can take to do just that. You ready? Let's work. What is the soul? It simply means your inner being. Your soul is the place where your emotions, your will, and your appetites reside. This is where you'll find your passions and your character, or lack thereof. And it is here, in your soul, that your pain finds a place. Let's look at Genesis 2 and 7. God creates an entire world out of nothing, mostly by speaking it into existence. But when he gets to man, he uses his hands, which I find that to be interesting because for every other creature, he simply spoke and it was done. But with us, he takes time to form. So we never have to wonder if we really are loved, right? But let's get back to the program. After he forms Adam out of the dust, he then does something remarkable. He breathes into Adam and gives him something that no other creature on earth has, his breath. And at that exact moment, man becomes a living soul. Yo, can you imagine Adam and Eve living, breathing the breath of God? Like this is before sin, before the fall. So there's no deception. There's no sin. They're completely whole. And see, this is another gift and the long list of gifts and benefits that Christ provides to the believer. Because in addition to cleansing us from sin and bringing us back into right standing with God, that's also known as reconciliation, he gives us blessings, he gives us favor, but the healing available and identified in scripture that we're allowed, that's the opportunity to be made whole again. That can only come from him. But see, this is why our souls need a detox. Now, I'm a hymn kind of girl. Like, I love a good hymn. I'm not sure if this one is, but it's kind of right up there with those prayer songs. Fill my cup, Lord, right? That's the classic, we bout to go in type song. If one of the saints raises this song during a prayer meeting, it's finna be some tears, maybe some tongues, probably both. This is that kind of song. And that bread of heaven line, like I remember my mother would sing it and it would be a rap, right? But here's the thing. Here's the question from that song. How can he fill something that's already full? Detox is the process of emptying the soul so that we can be filled with him. Truth, love, holiness, and righteousness from God leads to peace, freedom from strife in the mind, joy, the supernatural, unshakable gift of bliss in God, rest, confidence in his love for you, and assurance, the promise that you will never be alone. Isn't that what we need? See, for some of us, he's emptying us right now, ridding us of the things and people we thought we could never live without. But that's painful as jacks, man. Now, let me stop right here. I just, I got to take this. 
This is why right theology is so important and proper understanding of scripture is so vital. Now, we don't need to go to seminary or become professional theologians to have understanding of scripture, but I'll say it this way. Bad theology can ruin your entire life for the rest of your life. I'm going to say that one more time. I need to hear it. (laughs) Bad theology can ruin our entire lives for the rest of our lives. There's a quote from Dr. Darius Daniels that was so riveting to me when I first heard it. He said this, the God you see is the God you get. Whew powerful, right? Because here's the thing. If the God that we see is the God that we get, then there's nothing more important than seeing God right. That affects everything. And here's what that means in this context. When he sends something to empty me, like a good father, shepherd, God will do, seeing him right will affect how I go through. Bars. Okay. I didn't even plan on that. (laughs) Here's the point. This is why I need to see him well so that when he lords my life, it'll bless me and I won't try to block him, which will ultimately only hurt me. I'm saying all of this because I want us to think about it this way. Perhaps what we're going through, it's not an attack from the enemy. Perhaps it's not demonic warfare. It could just be the father purging me so that I can bear more fruit. Yeah, that's right. I'm giving you juicy John 15 right there. But it takes mature eyes to see it as such. And we can't get there if we're full of carnality. Emotional health, spiritual wholeness, that's the result of soul work. And it's more important now than ever before. It is time to empty. See, we can't continue to passively practice our faith while actively pursuing the things of this world. It not only causes confusion, but we'll be crushed by the disappointment of carnality, coupled with the casual Christianity that we've cultivated. So let me get this straight. Not only do I end up powerless in my faith, but I'll find my pursuits meaningless. Nah, fam, we off that. It's time to reset my appetite. Now, here's the final reason for why we've got to detox ASAP. There is a shift taking place in the earth, and it is so strong you can feel it. We've been closed away from one another in quarantine for almost four months now. During that time, there's been such an upheaval, an upturning, and a dismantling all around. On a national level and global level, there's exposure of all types of injustice and evil, stuff that's been at work for decades. And... It is hitting the church house. The Lord is causing things to come to light that were once easily tolerated or even overlooked. And social media has become the conduit for conversations our grandparents' grandparents should have had. Fam, 2020, it's the year of the heart revealer. He's exposing the hearts of those in influential seats for a purpose bigger than what we currently see. Well, why now? What is God up to? I believe the better question is, how can I be a part of it? And it's time to get rid of the toxins in my soul in order to do that effectively. 
Well, when we think of detoxing, one principle remains true. Something must go in in order for the impurities to come out. Simply put, I'm taking the truth into my soul so that the impurities will go out. And this is the process of healing. I believe this. Often where there is pain, there is a lie. Now, here's what I mean by that. The lie is not that it happened or the details of what happened. The lie is the personal definition I've given to it. It's what I've allowed to attach to my identity, which perpetuates behavior that reinforces the lie. Let me give you an example. Let's take Rick. Rick is a scholarly kid up until 10th grade. He bombs a test. He ends up failing the class. His mom sees his grades and calls him stupid in front of his siblings and father at the dinner table. See, there's so many dynamics of shame and pain there, but let's talk about where the pain lies. It takes root in his soul. It begins to shape his identity and goes on to affect his college of choice, how he manages his money, his career of choice, and how he stewards his life subconsciously. It's all filtered through the lie of being told he was stupid. The opposite can also happen. He can morph into an overworked overachiever whose soul is exhausted trying to prove that he is not what his mother said about him. In both scenarios, there is no rest. There is no peace in the soul. So where there is pain, typically there's a lie. But you are not what happened to you. Neither are you what you did. So when I apply truth to that pain, I receive healing. Make sense? The process for anything worth having will always be the same. Reps and sets, baby. Doing the thing that you're after over and over and over and over again. When it's inconvenient, when it's uncomfortable, when you don't want to, when you're tired. Author James Clear, he's one of my favorites. He discusses this concept beautifully in his book, Atomic Habits. And I'll paraphrase it this way. Short-term pleasure leads to long-term pain, but short-term pain leads to long-term pleasure. So of course I could eat Nutella and cocoa bread every day and it'd be good. Okay. Hello, somebody. But where does that leave my body 10 years from now? On the contrary, for many of us working out, especially those initial stages of getting into a groove of a regimen, it's annoying and dare I say painful. But if I create the right rhythm of this over and over and over again, where will that lead me in 10 years? The same can be said of spiritual things. Reps and sets, fam. Faith is not magic. It must be cultivated. And there are levels to it. So how do we do it? We start small. Start with real devotional time. Then add in study time. Sitting in silence. Like here's a great test. Turn off everything. Get in a comfortable position and see if you can sit silently for 10 minutes. No talking, no prayer requests. Just be with Jesus. Wait for him and listen. Eliminate some of those relationships that reinforce spiritual toxicity. And we know the ones that I'm talking about. It can't be considered a missionary effort if it's costing me my healing. 
See, here's the thing with all of this. It'd be easy to give you a list of how to's and what's, but then we end up providing a law. And that's not the point of actual healing. That's not the point of detoxing the soul. The goal for all of it is to gain him. So we're operating in the spirit of grace, using certain guidelines and spiritual practices, like the ones I spoke of just now. That's what's going to help. Knowing this, there is no circumventing the process of wholeness and the lack thereof will always be evident in how we treat people because that's our fruit. So in the process of healing, some of us will need biblical counseling or therapy to fully understand our wounds appropriately. And there is nothing wrong with that. There's no shame. And I'm so glad we're having these conversations, normalizing the need for therapy. Now, this is not typically an overnight fix. It took years for our souls to be bogged down. So the renovation, that's not happening tomorrow. Now, I'm not saying that Jesus can't or won't even fix an issue or ailment immediately and right away. He specializes in that. However, oftentimes we come to God with these toddler-like expectations that because we have an issue, he's just supposed to fix it. When in fact, these are the moments where he's trying to show us, hey, the miracle that you want is the marathon of doing the work, of trusting me to instead of, hello, Paul, ridding you of the thing you want, find my grace in it and learn that it is sufficient for you. Don't walk away like some of the disciples, not the 12, but the other disciples in John 6. Stand under the pressure of it and grow and flourish. And that's what I'm saying here. So this is the encouragement, is that through every rep, in every set, over and over and over again, each time he is with us, giving us grace, leading us into all truth making the way for full healing. Let's detox. Let's heal. Fam, let's work. So here's my question. We discussed what the soul is. We examined why we need to detox it. And we looked at the different things we could do to begin the detox process because it's just that, a process. So here's the question. What or who do you need to remove from your soul? Thank you so much for letting me be with you today. If this brought you any value, I'd be honored if you'd subscribe to the show for more soul-hitting episodes delivered freely to your device each week. Check out our website, soulworkwithsan.com. That's soulworkwithsahn.com for more thoughts. We're on Facebook and Instagram at soulworkwithsan. I'd love to hear from you too. So email me at hello at soulworkwithsan.com. Now remember, you're either going to hear one of two expressions on that fateful day. Well done or depart from me. Let's live accordingly. I love you. Talk soon.